Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica, from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. My loves, welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, I have thought about this episode. I was in the shower the other day and this episode just like came across my head and was like, your mom, you got to talk about Margarita. You got to talk about your mom, your relationship with your mom. It's been a minute that you haven't spoken about it. And for those of you that have followed me or listened to the podcast or heard my story, you know that I have a really crazy story with my mom. And I did a podcast last week. Shout out to Sarah's husband, Christo. I'll share once that podcast comes out. But Sarah helped me write Confidence Feels Like Shit. She was amazing. And her husband has launched a podcast interviewing people with really crazy life stories. And he's like, Erica, I got to interview you. We need to share your story. Would you jump on? I'm like, 100%. So I knew it was going to be about my life story. I knew it was going to be about the crazy stuff. And I tell my story, probably my whole life story, with not much detail, but enough detail in like 18 minutes, not even like 10 minutes, I could tell you the story. I've told it so many times, and I know it so well. And if I'm doing well, and I'm not overwhelmed or draining my energy, or I'm not moving through like my bleed, I don't really get emotional. I'm speaking from the scar. It's not bleeding. I'm not wounded. It's not fresh. Like I've, I've moved through it. I've healed a lot. And I can speak about it with really little to no emotion. And I was doing this podcast and I was sharing a specific moment when I was three years old and when I was five years old with my mom. And whilst I was in the podcast, I was like, damn, if I was my mom, which I've talked to my mom about this, by the way, she's going to be on the podcast because she's coming in April. Can't wait. I haven't seen her in like three years. Get ready for the tears, y'all. This shit's going to be huge, the podcast. So I was like listening to myself talk because I'm a Gemini and I can be here and then I'm somewhere else at the same time. Some weird ass skills. But I was listening to myself talk and I was thinking, what is my mom's story? You know, like I'm a mother. I got two kids. One of my kids is going to be seven next month and I have a four year old. He's going to be five in October. And I was like, I know how hard motherhood is. Like, I have an amazing husband. He is just the best father. He fathers hardcore. I'm not like doing this shit by myself or by no means. He is just as active as I am. And it's hard. Like, kids are hard. You know, it's exhausting. It's mentally taxing. Your energy's drained. Sometimes you're frustrated. We own businesses. We have like three businesses. It's traffic, kids, shit, school, swimming, in-laws. All the things, fighting their siblings, their two boys, they fight. And I'm like, lack of sleep, by the way, they co-sleep with us still. And I'm like, I feel exhausted and overwhelmed many times in motherhood. And I'm not a single mother who struggles with bipolar or mental, a mental illness. And I'm like, 
listening to myself talk, which I talk about this, and I told my mom, I'm going to tell my story. If you get offended, that's on you. We've already talked about it when I wrote the book. I told her I was going to share my story. She did get offended as well, which will be interesting to hear her point of view on the podcast. But I'm like, yo, it's my story. I'm going to tell it. However, I was listening to myself and I was like, damn, what is my mom's side? Like if I went through that and I experienced what I experienced, what's my mom's side? And so I did the podcast. It was fire. It's going to be great. I'll share it with y'all. Shout out to Christo. Thank you. And shout out to Sarah for having me. And then I came home and I had a shower that night and I was in the shower and I was crying, like bawling my eyes out, like a grieving, like a mourning, like a sadness. And I was like, what the hell? You know, like what is here for me? Because I'd be crying randomly and I don't care about it. I love to cry. I talk about it all the time. Salty liquid out of your eyeballs. It is emotional hygiene. It is good. You need to cry like you need to shit, right? (laughs) Some of y'all are emotionally constipated. So I'm crying. I'm cool with it. And I get this like message and it's like, your mom needs a platform to tell her story and you need to give her the platform to tell her story. And I was like, whoa. And it was so amazing because What I haven't shared, first of all, let me break it down like this. Number one, those of us who have had difficult experiences in childhood, we need to be with that child. That child deserves to feel the feels. My childhood self never had that experience until I was older and a therapist or coach said to me, I know that your mom didn't mean to do that, but it's not okay. Like what you went through as a kid is not okay. And no one ever gave me permission to be upset and just feel my feels without going, yeah, but she was bipolar. Yeah, but she didn't mean to. Yeah, but she's a good mother. All of that's true. However, I didn't have the opportunity to feel my feel and I needed to feel my feelings. So number one, there is always a place for the child in us that needs to heal and that's it. Like they have every right, the child in us, the child in me, my little Erica has every right to feel bad, to feel sad, to cry and that's it with no need to say it's because of this or it's because of that or or make it make sense. So number one, we would call that being in your victim space. You are allowed to, like you need to. You need to be able to cry and shed and heal and feel that shit and feel sorry for that child that didn't get what they needed because that's not cool. And I'm sorry if that happened to you. I'm sorry if that happened to you, any difficulty as a child. That should not have happened and it did. Well, it should have happened because it did. Let's not say it shouldn't have, but It's not fair and it hurts and it's not easy and you have every right to cry and feel your feels. So number one, I wanted to acknowledge my childhood self and what she went through and give her a place to share that without saying it's because of this, it's because of that. Number two, once you do that and you start working on yourself, you start to understand people like your mom or your dad or your cousin or your auntie or your grandma or the family members or your predators, you start to understand people. You don't have to agree, but you start to look at them and their lives and the choices they made and how they were raised and their shit and why they are the way they are. I am not saying it's okay that I was sexually abused by my mom's boyfriend or by a 17-year-old kid in a foster home or by anybody. But what I'm saying is if I start doing the work on myself, my compassion opens up, my understanding naturally opens up and my my understanding of human psychology opens up. And then I go, oh, I understand why my mom did that. I understand why that happened. I get why that happened. Again, I'm not saying it's okay, but understanding comes in. From the place of understanding, for me, my next step is I want to get into the shoes and into the eyes and into the mind of my mother. 
the compassion comes in for me. The compassion for my dad comes in. Now, that might not be your next step. But to me, I feel like when you do the work a lot, that's what happens. I see that a lot with my clients. They're not angry anymore. They're not, they're not pissed off. Forgiveness comes in for them. They start wanting to understand why the people that they love did what they did. That doesn't mean they agree. They just get into understanding and get curious about it. So uh, about a year or two ago, I got this beautiful lesson about my mom and how she, oh, it makes me like get emotional, how she never gave up on me. She never gave up on me. My mother got, like I was ripped out of my mother's arms, literally ripped out of her arms multiple times, multiple times taken away from my mother. And she would go to the, go to the mental hospital, take her medication, get well, come out of the mental hospital, find me wherever I was and walk because she would have her license revoked, walk two hours, four hours in the snow, in the rain. Like she would find me and she would come to a stranger's house, a foster home to say, can I please see my daughter? And she would walk and she would wait and she would abide by whatever regulations and and rules they had of you can only see her for 30 minutes. You can only stand there. She can't go outside. You can't do this. She would abide. And she would sit there and she would talk to me and she would hug me and she would kiss me and she said, I'll see you soon. I'm going to come back tomorrow or I'm going to come back next week if it was only weekly visitation where allowed or I'm, I'm going to get better. You're going to get out of here and I'm going to see you soon. She would always come back. She fought so hard for me. Like I was literally her world. And at the time as a kid, I didn't understand any of that. I was just in a foster home with nice white people and I would go to summer camp and there would be a bunch of kids and it was like a sleepover. And then my mom would come visit me. Then I would go to a, and I would go to a mental hospital and visit her and that was a bit weird. And then I started getting older and advocating at the mental hospital and meeting in boardrooms with doctors being like, yo, what is it? What are you guys doing? Are you experimenting on my mom? It's not working. She needs to get out of here. And the more and more and the older I got, the more I started to see that she was fighting for me the whole time. Like she never gave up on me ever, ever, ever. She never bought into the story that I was going to be adopted. She kept saying no to adoption. She fought for me. She was determined. She didn't give up. She did what she needed to do to make sure she got what she wanted. And a few years ago, I realized that one of the biggest qualities I have is my determination and my knowing that what I want to do in this world is going to happen. My knowing that who I want to be is who I am. Like knowing just the fight, the never giving up, the determination, the hard work, the making it happen. That came from her. That came from her. So she's my hero. Like my mom is my hero. And if you know my story, you might be like, wow, that's crazy. There was so much you guys went through. But at the same time, even though it was hard and horrible, some of that shit was horrible. Who was she to me? Who was she for me? What did she teach me? I mean, if we're going to give credit to the fucked up shit our parents or our caregivers did for us, we better give credit to the good shit we got from them too. That's what I think. What did I get from her that was good? The determination, the never giving up, the fighting for what you want. 
I didn't get, I didn't get, I got that from her. I didn't learn that from anyone else. The speaking your truth, the standing up, the fighting, the fighting for what you want, the claiming what you want, the going for it, not waiting for it to come to you. That shit is in my DNA. And when I look at who I am and how I am, that's from her. I didn't learn that shit from anybody else. So the the guy asked me, Christo, he's like, how are you alive? Like, how are you here with your story? Like, honestly, how are you here? And I was like, actually, that's a great question. Like, how the hell am I here? How am I doing what I'm doing? And how am I who I am? And I could say it's all the life coaches and the money I spent on coaches and retreats. And, and, and a lot of it is. But the truth is, there was something guiding me. Like, my mother never gave up on me. She never gave up on me. And when she wasn't there, universe, God, whoever you want to believe in, this this higher intelligence put people into my path. I didn't do drugs. I didn't have sex. I wasn't partying. I wasn't drinking. Like as a young kid, as a 16-year-old, I was so responsible. And like nobody taught me that. Like I should have been out there doing crazy shit. Something looked after me, something cared about me enough to make sure I was in the right circles. And even though I did have friends that did drugs and did crazy shit, I never did. I didn't do it. And even though I was surrounded right next to it, it didn't affect me or I didn't say yes to it. I didn't invite that in. I didn't become that person. Later down the track, when my husband died, I definitely drank and went crazy and did dumb shit. I was in a lot of pain, but I was a grown up then. So... I wanted to do this episode because I'm definitely getting my mom on the podcast when she comes. Definitely, 100%. I want to hear her perspective. And not if it's right or wrong, it's right for her. And I think if we're going to give credit in a bad way to the people that affected us and hurt us and traumatized us or messed us up, there's got to be something that they gave us that was good. And that's the way I see the world. Maybe you don't choose to see it that way, but I choose to see my life with, yes, there was fucked up shit. But who did I become because of that fucked up shit? And what good shit did I learn? Just as much as it's important, the bad stuff, what good stuff happened? And I guess it might just be like my years of training and my years of, of, of working on myself. My, my glasses, the lenses as to how I want to see the world is not the horrible bad shit. I see both. I see that and I also see who I became. I also see what good it did. And maybe this is an invitation for you to look at, yeah, the bad shit, but also who did you become and what good did you learn from that? Even if it was like I learned, you know, um, because my dad was never romantic or kind, I learned kindness because I didn't want to be like him. Okay, that's a good lesson. You wouldn't have got that if it wasn't for that. So it doesn't always have to be amazing, happy shit. For me, I didn't realize that I became determined and a fighter and never gave up and was focused because my mom never gave up on me. I never realized that. I realized that like two, three years ago. I'm going to be 39 this year. I realized that, what, 36, 30, 37 years old? And I think when you want to realize these things and when you're ready and when you're open to learning the other side, they come. It comes for you. And I'm so passionate about doing this work on healing because I'm literally going to heal again when my mom comes. Last year, sorry, not last year, 2020, my mom and dad came to Australia. I bought them tickets. 
My mom didn't know he was coming, and I hadn't seen my dad for 20 years. If you want to watch the video of this, head to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash about. It's the About Me page. There's a video of my mom and dad and the reuniting and all that. It was full on. It was so full on. It was so emotional. And I learned so much about my life story listening to my dad share his point of view. And you can't listen to somebody else's point of view when you are in attack mode, when you are defend, uh, um, on the defense. You can't listen to someone else's point of view when you think they're wrong and you're right. Like you don't hear them. But I had no agenda. I was like, you know what? I have no agenda. I was so angry as a kid at my dad. I was like, I'm going to tell him off. I'm going to ask him why he left. I'm going to ask him this. He came. I was just like, I'm happy that you're here. And none of that shit that I thought I would ask him, I asked him. None of that came up. And I listened to him and his side of the story. And I didn't go, he's right, he's wrong. It's just his right. That's his side. And I listened to my mom's side. And I shared my side. And it was so powerful. That was healing. That was healing. To hear three different individuals who were at the same, uh, same circumstance, same event, same life event, with three different timelines and three different stories. And I learned so much about where he came from and why he did what he did and what he thought and how his world works. And I don't need to make him wrong. But it was so healing to see his point of view. And it opened up a lot for me. And then seeing my mom's point of view and how she felt and how she was hurt. And now my point of view. And I'm really excited for this again to hear from my mom. How was my mom raising a single a single mother raising a child while she literally struggled with bipolar and she would look out the window and see shit that wasn't there. Like I can't imagine. And then have someone take your child away and that you still fight for your child. And she never drank alcohol or did drugs. Like what? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how she, I really struggled to think about myself in her position and how hard I know motherhood is and parenting is and how she made me. Like, she made me. And I'm like, yo, if I'm going to give you credit for messing me up, I'm going to give you credit for making me as well. And and I'm I'm interested in that. And so anybody out there who's got a parent that struggles with mental illness, or if you yourself struggle with mental illness and you're a parent, I hope that her episode and her interview and her story helps you. And, and here's what I hope always and why I share my life so openly for y'all is for those of you that listen is because I know it's not my life. It's our life. I know this is not my problem. It's our problem. I know it's not just me that goes through this. It's us who goes through this. And I know that you see yourself in our stories and I see myself in your stories and I see myself in other people's stories who are willing to be vulnerable and share them because it's not about me. We just use our life as an example so that other people could feel seen, heard, and validated. And it creates that connection, that community, that relationship, that bond that we have as humans, that we are not alone, that we are all connected. And it gives me understanding and it gives me compassion. It gives me hope. It gives me connection to you. I mean, you listen to this podcast and you follow and you're, you're, you're incredible for doing so. There's so many podcasts you could listen to and you're here with me. And although it's me talking and you're listening, it is a relationship. And I feel really privileged that I get to do this. And I feel really grateful to you for your, your reviews, your comments, your shares, your messages, your emails. Like, I get it. I'm like, I, thank you deeply. 
for being here and creating this podcast with me. So that's all I had for you today. I wanted to share about my mom and how my relationship now is with her. Um, we recently had a little, a little scare, a little uh, health scare for her. And she's okay now, thank goodness. But she was scared about a cancer scare. Um, and that shit really activated a lot in me. I was like, whoa, am I guilty because I left America and I left my mom? Whoa, am I guilty because I'm, I'm the only child and no one else is there and she's not married? Like, what's my shit around that? And it was a beautiful moment for me to really look at and talk to my husband about plans. Like, what are we going to do with my mom? Like, I'm the only child. She has no one else. I live in Australia. She's in Boston, in America. Does she want to live here? How, how are we going to do this? Like, it was just a beautiful, it was a beautiful opportunity to visit and see our plans for the future, have that discussion with my mom. And she's coming here to talk about that. Like, maybe she doesn't want to live here. But, you know, it sometimes takes these crazy scares or these these midlife crisis or these fucking near death experiences or, you know, this rock bottom for us to be like, yo, hold on, what am I doing? And is this working? Um, and I'm really happy that she's well, and I'm happy that she's going to be able to see her grandbabies. Uh, we talk on the phone, we, we FaceTime, not as much as you know, I would like to my shit, my life is busy. And it gave me a little slap in the face of like, hey, call your mom more. Hey, co connect with her more. Like, get better at that. I'm not good at that. I've been shit at that my whole life. I think it's because I was a foster kid and I just didn't need anyone growing up. So I just really suck at outreach, at calling my family. So it was a really good, hey, get better at this. And now that she's coming here, we're going to make a plan. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that this conversation with my mom supports you. I hope that knowing that you could go through a lot of fucked up shit together, hate each other, fight with each other. And if you are willing to do the work on it and, and take your responsibility, there's a beautiful um, ability to have a relationship with the people who raised you and the people who you love, um, regardless of how that was for you, if you're willing to do the work on it. Um, it opens up a lot. It opens up a lot. So I can't wait for it. I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, and I really hope that, uh, that she does the episode. We'll see what happens. My mom be funny sometimes. I'm like, we're going to do this thing. And then she's like, no. So we'll see. I don't know if she'll say yes to me, but, um, hopefully she does stay tuned and see if she does. Let's see if Margarita Ortiz is going to get on the podcast and talk to me. Um, if so, if you're here, if you're on Instagram, if you follow me anywhere, you can email, send through if you have questions or things that you'd like to hear, because I think it will be a really great episode and a really full circle moment for us as well. Thank you for being here. I freaking love you. Have the best week. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.